The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. It's a mini here. It's a mini here. Okay, so today we're doing something that I've wanted to do for a while, uh, which is show you how to use the good Rama. Okay, so this is the Shelat uh, Ramam Meduyak, which is the best Rambam. Okay, and I hope to convince you why. But the main thing is, I want to, we could go infinitely into this topic, uh, but I just want to show you, uh, which we're not going to do, um, but I just want to show you practically speaking how to use it. This is the one that's on Al Torah. Um, and just a quick intro. So, Rav Shelat is, this is embarrassing for me, is still alive. For some reason, I thought that he was earlier than he was. Okay, I thought that like he died in the 2000s, but he's still alive. He is, uh, according to Wikipedia, an Israeli Orthodox rabbi and scholar of Jewish thought, specializing in the writings of Maimonides and Rabbi Avram Isaac Cook. He co-founded and serves as a senior faculty member at Yeshiva Birkat Moshe, uh, which is also the yeshiva that publishes the Gurabag, okay, and a bunch of other good things. Um, and, uh, and he, yeah, no, if you have anything to add, feel free to add. Um, oh, it's been it doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, also the, this yeshiva is associated with Rabbi Nachum Rabinovich, who is our hero of the year, who is the author of the Ad Pshuta. Okay. So this is a, a very Hashuv, uh, cohort here. Okay. So, uh, Rav Shailat, I think has been working on this Ramam for a very long time and it was recently completed. And then he made it available graciously to Allah Torah. So the main thing you need to know, again, we're going to focus on the practical because we can go infinitely in terms of the whole history. The main thing you need to know is how to use the Shailat, okay? And the key, so what I, I started on this ambitious project over the summer, which I only did for one day, which is to translate the entire Shailat introduction uh, into English. Uh, and I said, I told Rabbi Novetsky, like, oh, I'll, I'll do that. And I'll just do it whenever I have a plane ride. I'll just do it on the plane, not taking into account that, like, I'd be very tired coming back on the planes for stuff. So I started to translate it. and I would like to finish it. I got through a bunch, uh, a bunch of it, um, but uh, not uh, not all of it. Um, so the main thing is like this is if you look at the Shailat anywhere in the Rambam and you look at the footnotes, you'll see these little olives and bets and dollars and gimels. OK, and, and things like that. So here I'm going to start with the most practical thing, okay, which is Aleph, Bet, Tuf, and Gimel are the most accurate manuscripts, okay? Aleph stands for number one, but it also stands for Oxford, okay? The most accurate um, edition of the Rambam is, let me just go here, is if you look in the uh, Hakdama to the Hakdama of the Rambam. This is Shelat's Hagdama to the Rambam's Hagdama. He tells you that uh, Olive stands for Ksav Yad Oxford 577 Huntington 80. That's the name of the, uh, the manuscript. I want to print up uh, hoodies that say, they have a picture of the Rambam with the sunglasses and then on the back it says, real men use the Oxford 577 Huntington 80. And, like only two, peop <laughs> two people will get it. <laughs> but, um, uh, so this, so there is the, the legendary um, Rambam, the Lahavdil, Holy Grail of Mishnah Torahs, which is the one that the Rambam himself wrote. We don't have that. And that's the large part that I translated in the this uh, this whole thing here about what happened to that. It says, uh, let me just read from my translation here really quickly, because this is like the Indiana Jones part of the uh, 
of the uh, of the thing. It says, yeah. So the original, most accurate version of the book, this is my translation, written by the hand of Rabbeinu, was preserved by his descendants in Egypt for about 200 years. But after that, all traces of it vanished. However, remnants of the drafts of the companion have been found. Uh, and it, so things were found in the Cairo Gniza, et cetera, et cetera. So this Oxford manuscript, which is known either as the Oxford or the Sefer Hamuga, which means the, the critical edition, uh, is known by, it says here, um, this is the most accurate or the best edition of the of the of, of the Mishnah Torah we have. No selav es ishiru shal ramam. It bears the signature of the Rambam Zal, the etzim ksav yado yadkacho in his holy handwriting. Okay, that says huga misifri ani Moshe Brevi Maimon zatzal. Okay, I don't think he wrote zatzal. Okay, um, uh, but uh, where do you think zatzal from Maimon? Oh yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, right. That makes a lot more sense. Brevi, my months, it's all. Yeah, right. So um, so basically the Ramam checked over this edition, which was copied from his own personal uh, um, version, and he signed off on it, okay? V'hu kolo as sifre hamada ve'ahava v'krach echad. It has sifre hamada and ava in one volume. U'vesovu k'savasofer baruch hanosin le'ayav koach v'kasav yefes bar shlomo halevi haparnas. Uh, I forgot what Nun Ayn stands for. That's one of the ones that went out of use. Nishmaso um, Aden. Uh, okay, so soul is in Aden. Okay, um, uh, if you want to know what Aden is, ask Chaim. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so, so the unfortunate thing slash fortunate thing about this, the unfortunate thing is we only have Hamad and Ava. The fortunate thing is we have Hamad and Ava, which we're going to preserve any two... Uh, things in the Ramam, that's probably the one they want to preserve. We also have the um, Seder Tefillah, I believe, which is at the end of Ahava, which is not technically part of Sefer Ahava, but that's it's usually included there. So he says, mm-hmm. So this uh, manuscript was written in Egypt during the lifetime of the Rambam out of one of the copies that was found there. And then it was corrected using the Rambam's original uh, legendary holy hand uh, manuscript. Um, but even this best edition is not free from errors, okay, because it's human beings wrote it. He explains that in his intro. Uh, this is what they chose as the foundation uh, for the version on, on of the Shelat for Ava, uh, Hamada and Ava. Uh, okay, fine. So that's, that is Oxford. Okay, the uh, Ksaviyad, the real man's Ramam. Okay. And we're not going to go through the detailed stuff for the rest of them, but Bet is second order um, uh, manuscripts. So these were ones uh, that were either potentially made from other copies that were signed off by the Ramam. Sorry, they were made from copies that the Ramam signed off on or copied from the Sefer Muga, And there are differences there. So that's like the second best. The tough is the Tem- the Temani ones. Okay. So with the Temanim, uh, if I have time, I'll tell you what the deal is with that, but I'll just summarize it verbally. So basically, so the... Yemenites, obviously, of all the communities in Jewry, they were the most uh, focused on the Rambam as an authority and on making sure that there was a constant updating of the manuscripts. But the problem is, so they ordered three copies of the Mishnah Torah from the Rambam um, when, during the Rambam's lifetime. But the scribes who copied them were, we don't know who the scribes were. And the three copies that made it to Yemen 
have discrepancies between them. Okay, as opposed to the Oxford was written by Shlomo Bar Yefes, who was a, a notable Tamil Chacham, uh, Tamil Chachamim, uh, and uh, and you know, and so so we like we know he wasn't just some Joe Schmo. So even though there are are errors here, we know that the all three Timanim things can't be correct because they have differences, and we don't know who wrote them. Um, okay, so that's that, and then Gimel is from the Cairo Geniza. Okay, and again, some in some cases this means it's more accurate. In some cases, it's less because, for example, we have like drafts of the Rambam's um, uh, Mishnah Torah editions in his own handwriting. So like the fact that it's in his own handwriting is very like important. But if it was just a draft, then and there's a contradiction between the draft and like the another you know final version, then like that leads to questions. OK, so when you're looking in the footnotes, these are the four that are like the most reliable. OK, then you have. Oh, and then when you have the numbers next to them. If you see bet and then one through two, it means uh, it's in one of the Mizrahi manuscripts and the second one. Uh, and then one through three, or like Temanim one through three is all three Temanim manuscripts. Okay, fine. Then you have the published editions. So the D is what we call, what we call the Dufus edition, right? The Dufus Warsaw Vilna, which is the, the uh, bad version. That's what we call the bad version. And then Pei is Frankel. Shabtai Frankel, which is one of the, so in my day in Yeshiva, the two editions that we used the most were the Frankel and the Kafech, um, because both of those uh, publishers cared about accurate manuscripts of the Raman, but there are various faults in them as well. For example, Kafech will um, will favor the Temani manuscripts over the Oxford in certain cases, um, which uh, I, I don't know why he, uh, why he does that. Um, or he'll favor Yemenite Minhag over the the Oxfords, and then Frankel. I forgot what the deal is uh, with with Frankel. I mean, I, one of the pro- not problems with Frankel, but one of the user difficulties with Frankel is I believe that in the he brings all the new scholars on the side, which is good, but in the text itself, it sometimes has the non-ideal uh, Ramams. Okay, so that's so when you are looking in the um, in the actual text of the Mishnah Torah and you're using it. So the main use that you can use it for is comparing the uh, the halakhas here. So I, I chose my favorite example of uh, the diagnostic test for, I'm sure I've said this before, but I'll say it again. If you are looking at a run, I mean, you don't know whether it's the good version or not, go to Hilkos Kamit Matzah Vav Yudbez, right? Uh, this is the diagnostic test. So the uh, the accurate version says, Asru Chachamim Le'echol Matzah Be'er Pesach. So the Chachamim prohibited you to eat Matzah on Erev Pesach. Kadesh Yihye Heker L'Achilas Belayah. So that you can have a distinguishing, uh, a differentiation for the eating at night. What? Okay. The question is, it says Erev over there. Is that the test? No. Umisha Chachamim Matzah Pesach. Someone who eats Matzah on Erev Pesach. Makin Oso Makas Mardis. Then you give him Makas Mardis, right? Whiplashes for filing a Durbanan. So that's the real version. But if you look down on the footnote here, uh, so it says, uh, now this is interesting, Begilion Bet Aleph, so in the margin of one of the Mizrahi manuscripts, Nosach Beksav Acher, it's written in a different handwriting, Ad Shetete Nafsho, you hit him until his soul departs, Vakach Defus, and that's what it says in the Defus, in the standard editions of the Ram, is you hit him until his soul departs. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that, um, isn't that, what's it called, it's a lot of anyway, a lot of is always... Um, yeah, so that, that's the problem, right? You don't you don't be until he dies, right? 
people that right. have these like, no, that's, I know, I know. I'm a homer for them. Well, yeah, right, right. Yeah. We don't have a death penalty of Marcus. It's for that. Right. No, I know. I, yeah. But I, I, was, I was under the impression that Marcus Martyrs was always, was always in, but what's considered autistic. Sure okay, sure. so we can, we can look into that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not current in this up yet. Uh, I'll give you another, um, this one, when I ask, uh, when I've asked, um, other people about this. So this. So Fred, if it says actually, not sure. Oh, so then you know that's a, uh, yeah, a doofus one. Yeah. Okay. Here's another test, and this one I got a credit. I've got a, uh, Lev for uh, because she pointed this out to me. So in um, the actual Ramam, it says in Brachos Hevav Hakol Chayavim B'Birkas Azimun Kederch Shachayavim B'Birkas Amazon. Right. So everyone is obligated in Birkas Azimun, just like they're obligated in Birkas Amazon. Afil Kohanim Shachlu Kachay Kachim V'Azara Chayin Kohanim V'Yisraeli. The Israeli, that's interesting. So if Kohanim and a, and a Israel, uh, Israelite eat together, then he says, So women and servants and Kitanim are obligated in Birkaz Zimun, just like their Chiyuv in Birkaz Mazon, but in the Defus, it just takes out the whole thing of women having a Zimun. Okay, uh, just Hishmit Halacha Chashuva. He's it's omitting. So it says Bedalid Lesa Minashim. So in the Defus editions, it, it is lacking from this last sentence and on Hishmit Halacha Chashuva. This is omitting a very important Halacha. Sheena Nishmas Meahemshach, which is not, um, uh, I guess, uh, supported or inferred from the uh, from what follows. Yeah, um, is that saying that the women and the the slaves and the children? Are chayv and zimun in the way they're chayv in Birkas Hamazon, or that yeah, they're so the way that the men are chayv? So I, I, uh, I think he's saying, yeah, I, I think so. Let me let me talk about the way I'm reading it. You tell me if I'm misunderstanding what you're saying. Yeah, right. Is that uh, with the women's chayv in Birkas Hamazon? It's uh, uh, we don't know whether it's derivative or derivative, right. right? So you treat it as a as uh, as a suffix, whether it's a derivative or derivative. I think so. Yeah, no. right. Yeah, but um, but therefore, it wouldn't be on the same level as a man. Uh, it would not be on the same level yeah, as an exactly. Yeah, right, right. But I think the important thing, the reason why women care about this is the whole concept of like a Mizumenet, yeah. right, is, uh, you know, is the, that, you know, the Ramam is, uh, is, is acknowledging that. What was that? Isn't that in the Halacha anyway? In the Halacha anyway, in the next? Oh, Oh, maybe not. Hold on. Yeah, maybe they do it for themselves. Oh, yeah. It's their Of all Nashim Mizam. No, I mean, there's a whole thing. There's the Gemara. Right. Hold on just a second here. Uh, in the, I just want to look at the, make sure I'm reading this correctly. In the Defus. Some Zimuns could get really wild. Yeah. Uh, well, the Gemara says for Nashim Avadim and Katanim is that, like, well, Nashim Avadim is pretty obvious. But Avadim and Katanim is the whole thing with the Mishkab Zahar and all that. Well, I'm just thinking about Nashim Avadim. Like, if it's a normal thing, why do they increase this? Huh. Right, Ella, I'm, I'm, not sure I'm not sure what he's saying here. Yeah, yeah you're right. It does say that. There. Yeah. Um, okay, that's the end of our time. But that, that's just the, the basic way to how to learn it. But if you are interested, though, in in this uh, in that Hagdama, he basically goes through the history of every like version of the Rambam and what happened to it. For example, basically in the when the Rambam's family left Egypt, 
there was the handwritten version of the Mishnah Torah and then the handwritten version of the Pirish Mishnayos. So part of the family got the Pirish Mishnayos and part of the family got the uh, the original Ramam. And the original Ramam was lost and the Pirish Mishnayos survived for a much longer time. Uh, and uh, and that's also what they have on all Torah as well, parts of that. But uh, it's very interesting, but not from a learning perspective, just more, more from the history uh archaeological perspective but uh but yeah the main thing and if you ever need the reminder about what the code is the place where you find this i'll show you how to get there um so if you're going from all torah da, 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 the way to get the code is mishnah torah and then you go to the slowly hakdama and then mavo preface and you just and you go to um you scroll all no sorry you scroll all the way down, you click Khan, which is taking you to the Shailat. And then this is Shailat's introduction. And then you scroll all the way down to the very bottom and he has the key. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So good. We did it in one shot. I was uh, hoping we wouldn't go on beyond that. Okay. So let's talk about what we want to do between now and the break. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbischneeweiss at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.